Okay, good morning, everybody. So, I was, I was looking at things this morning relating to the month of Kislev. And uh, it's interesting, Rav Chaim Falaji, he brings, based on the month of Kislev, he pulls the, what we read in this week's Perasha, that, that Rivka, she's walking and she feels basically the, the, something's going on in her womb. And she's not sure what's happening because when she passes, the Midrash says, when she passes the, the, the Shem and Ever, they're jumping. And when she passes the Avodah Zarah, it's jumping. So she goes to the, to the school of Shem and Ever and she asks them what's going on. And they tell her that she has two, she has twins. And she has twins and it's in, 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 in a way it's a relief for her because what was her big fear? Her big fear was the, has, she has this child who's somewhat, I don't know, I guess the way we would say schizophrenic. You know, so that uh, is one bipolar or whatever you're going to call it. One, I don't know, doc, you got to give this. One day he's this and one day he's that. There's no consistency. And Rav Chaim Palaji says the key to the month of Kislev is for a person to have consistency. A person has to show consistency. You know, we say every month we have the permutation of the Yudke Vavke that we say when we say in the Musaf, the, the blessing on the month in Musaf. When we look at Hashem's name, the Yud, the K, the Vav, the K, each month of the year has a different permutation. If you want, I'll text it to everybody who wants it. And this month, the permutation of Hashem's name is based on a pasuk that comes from the end of the book of Bereshit. It says, Vayar Yoshev Haaretz HaKnani. What does it mean? Vayar Yoshev Haaretz HaKnani. That pasuk relates to the funeral of Yaakov Aminu. They're coming to the, they're seeing that they brought Yaakov Avinu from Egypt to bury him in Marath HaMachpelah. And it says all of the Kenani, they came and they saw. They came and they saw, what did they see? So on the one hand, it's interesting because I saw from, I saw from, where is it here? I saw from the, 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 the Yushalmi and also the Midrash. I saw they both comment on this Pasuk. But we also see here, that uh, the Kiddushat Levi, he comments as follows. He says, The general rule is on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, He remembers Israel for good. What happens though? Only on Hanukkah do B'nai Israel see the good. He says, he says that, what, what is it? He says, they see the good in the mind and in the thoughts. They, they, they see it in reality, he says. This is because the expression, eyes of the congregation, we say, that we say, Vayar, they saw. He brings this pasuk, as Rashi explained. He says, therefore in Hanukkah, because we celebrate with the lights, and this expression relates to seeing and vision, and after Purim, this miracle is celebrated in speaking. He says that's in the Megillah. He says that, that therefore Hanukkah is celebrated using vision and is on the month of Kislev connected to this pasuk, Vayar Yoshev Ha'aretz Haknani. says the Gemara, the Gemara in Sotah, Yerushalmi in Sotah, and also the Midrash brings this. He says that, look at this, that the Kenanim came and they took their crowns and they surrounded the coffin of, Yosef, of, of Yaakov Avinu. Rabbi Eliezer said, when they saw the coffin of our father Yaakov, 
They undid their girdles on their waists. They showed honor to Yaakov. Rav Shmuel Bar Nachman says they undid their finger joints. I don't know what that means. They pointed their fingers. I guess they must have rings that held their fingers in a certain way. They pointed at the coffin of Yaakov. And they said this is a solemn mourning for the Egyptians. Therefore Hashem gave them the threshing hole. Says that the Holy One said to them, In this world you exhibited sorrow in the company of this righteous man and observed the seven-day mourning for him. In the world to come, I'm turning this mourning into feasting. So it's interesting. It says even that it's almost like they were given a they were given a reward for acknowledging the funeral of Yaakov Avinu in Eretz Yisrael. But he continues and he says, No, this is really for Bnei Yisrael. Truly, he says that Hashem has comforted Sion. He has comforted all its ruins. He quotes from the Pasuk in Yeshayahu. He has also made its desert like Eden and its dry plain like the garden of the Lord. So he's talking about from this whole situation, what's going to be in the future. And he says, joy and rejoicing shall be found in it, thanksgiving and the sound of music. So according to the Midrash, that because... Yaakov came back and was buried in the land. We're going to exp- and we honored Yaakov to bring him back into the land. We experience we experience joy in the land. I saw something also, something to keep in mind. It says every Rosh Chodesh is a time for Teshuvah. Rosh Chodesh is the root of Teshuvah. Why? Because the moon was the first thing to do Teshuvah. What happened? The moon complained. Why are we both big? And then Hashem made the moon smaller. So when it complained to Hashem that there should be two kings, Hashem said, you should become small. So it says, the Midrash says, I realized that I made a mistake. The moon says, I did Teshuvah. We say in Musaf on Rosh Chodesh, you gave Rosh Chodesh to your nation. It's a time for atonement for everything they did. The Bet Yosef in the Shulchan Aruch, he explains that Rosh Chodesh atones for all the wrong things that a person did in the previous month. And it is a day of zikronot, memory before Hashem, similar to Rosh Hashanah, like Yom Kippur, when Hashem saves us from the Yetzir Hara. So he says, every Rosh Chodesh is a time for Teshuvah. But Rosh Chodesh Kislev is uniquely favorable for Teshuvah and Atonement. Why? Many people fast on Rosh Chodesh, Erev Rosh Chodesh. But Yirmiyah, who calls for a special fast for before Kislev. So people, many people will accept a fast tonight, before Mincha, to fast tomorrow. If you're not going to fast the whole day, at least tomorrow fast until Chatzot, which is only like 11.50 in the morning. He says, because tomorrow, the primary time for atonement, he says, why is Rosh Chodesh Kislev similar to Yom Kippur? He says that, Likutesevi quotes, that Rosh Chodesh Kislev is 40 days after Hoshanah Rabbah. And for us, Hoshanah Rabbah this year really is something. The primary time for atonement is on Yom Kippur. But if one didn't do Teshuvah, he has time to repent until Hoshanah Rabbah. Something went wrong this year on Hoshanah Rabbah. If he didn't do Teshuvah by Hoshanah Rabbah, he has another 40 days to do Teshuvah until Rosh Chodesh Kislev, corresponding to the 40 days of Mantan Torah. This is the reason Rosh Chodesh Kislev, the 40th day, is a special day for Teshuvah and Kaparat, just like Yom Kippur. Hasidim say... That one Rosh Chodesh Kislev, Rav Aaron of Chernobyl woke up from his sleep and saw that there was a great commotion in heaven. In heaven, Rav Aaron asked about it. They told him, "Today is Rosh Chodesh Kislev, which is like Yom Kippur. It is a day of atonement for Bnei Israel. 
This is because it's the last chance to amend the judgment of Rosh Hashanah and to merit a good year on Chanukah. The spiritual lights of Chanukah begin shining from the beginning of the month. It says, what about this month is special? So we go back to Rav Chaim Palaji. Rav Chaim Palaji, he has a book where he writes each day what's going on on that day. And he writes on the 10th day of Cheshvan, this is the day of the, the birth of God. God, one of the sons of Yaakov Avinu. And he says that since God is born on that day, the whole month of Kislev is a day of luck and a day of miracles. Well, we know Kislev is a day of miracles from Hanukkah. But he says that a person shouldn't be, where we, we said before, a person shouldn't be wishy-washy. A person should be very specific. A person has to have one way to go. And I think one of the things that he, that he brings is, that, that his meaning is this. We have, for example, we have, for example, that Hashem gets very angry in the time of Eliyahu and Avi. Why? Because B'nai Israel in the time of Eliyahu and Avi, what are they doing? They're going to the synagogue in the morning. They're going to Ben HaMikdash in the morning. They're bringing the sacrifice. They're going in the afternoon to the Ben HaMikdash, bringing the sacrifice. And what happens when the sun goes down? They go to the temple of Baal to do whatever they're going to do. And then they finish with the temple of Baal, going all through the night. And what happens the next morning? They come to Vatikin early to, to pray and to, to do the sacrifice. I shouldn't make up your mind. But it's not so crazy, because even in our own lives, I remember as a kid, we went to the club all night, did what we did, and then in the morning, because we were still up, we didn't sleep yet, we went straight to pray Vatikin. says, that was us. That was us. We're the wishy-washy. says, what does he say? He says, in Hanukkah specifically, who's the ones who were against people being wishy-washy? You had a whole society of Jews during the time of Hanukkah that what were they? Mityavnim. They were saying, okay, we could be Jews and go and do what? But then we're also going to be like the Greeks and do what they want. Who came to change all of that? The Hashmonaim. The Hashmonaim came and changed it. The Maccabees came and changed it. And that's why Hanukkah is celebrated because we have a direct way brings also Rav Chaim Palaji, something that a person has to think about this month. He says that, that because this month is associated with Yaakov Avinu, because we say it's the third month from Tishrei. We have Tishrei, Cheshvan, and Kislev. He says the first month Tishrei is Chesed. The month of Cheshvan, Mar Cheshvan, is Givurah. He says, what is the month of Kislev? Tiferet. Tiferet is Yaakov Avinu bringing together both. And he says, what's the Midah of Tiferet? Tiferet emidah is truth. Emet, emet liyakov. Titen emet liyakov. He says that a person has to be very careful in the month of Kislev. He says, why will the month of Kislev be lucky and bring a person miracles? He says, only if a person is careful with a number of things. Not to be wishy-washy. To be emet, emet, emet. He brings that. He shouldn't have falsehood even like the dust of falsehood. And he brings the dust, and I think he brings the dust because when you see Esav is fighting, the, the angel of Esav is fighting with Yaakov, what does it say? The dust was uh, coming from the wrestling, right? He says that a person shouldn't even have a small thing of, uh, of falsehood. And the final thing that he brings is that the most important thing that a person should have in the month of Kislev, he says, is honoring parents. And the question is, okay, so to honor parents, how do you honor parents? So he says the most important thing, he says many people take care of their parents, they'll pay for this, they'll do that, they'll take care of what they have to do. He says, but the biggest problem is in communication. In communication. If the parent needs something, the child has to be able to communicate in a way, not in a not nice way, in a nice way. 
He says, but what about a person whose parents passed away? He says, the, 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 the halacha of honoring parents is just as strong or even stronger after a parent passes away. He says that the neshama only understands the language of spirituality. The neshama only understands the language of spirituality. Mm. And he says that we have to imagine that the neshama is on an elevator. On an elevator, potential to get on an elevator. And what drives the elevator? What drives the elevator? When the children do the mitzvot, when the children sponsor something, when the children do things. He says something very interesting. And I heard Rabbi Galamidi in Florida. I love him. He's the best guy. Rabbi Galamidi says, you know, imagine you sponsor a breakfast. You sponsor a kiddush for lunch. He says, during that hour that those people are taking the food for Kiddush and making the bracha on Kiddush and then making Birkat Amazon, that neshama and shamayim is on floor. the elevator going up, up, up. He says, every time a person is doing a mitzvah, something is happening. And he says, if you look at all the descendants of a person, and I was thinking about it, you look at all the descendants, because today we're going to do the 11th month of my mother. If you want to come to Brooklyn, Victor's speaking. That's all I know. If Victor said he's speaking up front, then must be something good. So, <laughs> so, uh, so the, he says that when, when you have, you look at all the descendants of a person and each of the people, when they do mitzvah, you don't have to say li'ilu nishmat. We say li'ilu nishmat because it gives us kavanah. But whatever, whatever the children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren do reflects on the person who passed away. So if you're looking at a family and you're saying, okay, at every given minute of the day, someone's doing a mitzvah, then what's happening then at any given minute of the day, try to imagine that neshama is on an elevator going up. There's a constant aliyah. Because if 24 hours a day, if I'm learning here this morning, I got it to learn. But now I was sleeping at one o'clock. But my kids in Israel, someone was learning. And Moshe is saying, we're going in. They took away our phones. But make sure you keep learning because the learning gives us echud. You're able to give that neshama aliyah. So it seems to be a two-way street. Because we said a number of times, we give honor to the neshamot that leave, right? We help them have a neshama, have a aliyah. But we depend on what? Zechut avot. So all the miracles that we could experience are zechut avot. And he goes through a whole idea of what's considered a miracle and how do we achieve a miracle. We achieve a miracle as ness, is above nature. And all of us have the ability, and especially now we're praying Every minute that we should experience nisim v'niflaot, especially with, uh, with, our, with our children fighting for us in Eretz Yisrael. B'zrat Hashem, b'zchut of tomorrow, tomorrow is Erev, Erev uh, Rosh Chodesh. Many people in B'nai Yisrael are going to fast. The chief rabbinate sent a thing that people should fast, they should accept upon themselves to fast. Even someone who's not going to fast, they should fast at least a half a day. They should fast till 11.50, whatever it is, chatzot tomorrow. And and Bezrat Hashem, we come through Rosh Chodesh and Hashem should show us miracles just like He showed us on Chanukah when they were able to completely defeat the enemies and we were able to go back and rekindle the menorah within the Ben HaMikdash and we were able to reconsecrate the Ben HaMikdash. Bezrat Hashem, we should all be able to see it. Amen. One additional thought that we didn't mention is that the months of the year were divided by Yaakov and Esav. And it seems that, uh, that, is, that Yaakov was able to take back the month of Elul because the summer month, Tammuz, uh, Tammuz Av and Elul would have gone to, to Esav. So he draws back the month of Elul. We also say that during the wrestling match, he drew back 
the second half of the month of Av. That's why we have beginning to Be'av. Everything begins to change. And we also see that he was able to draw this month of Kislev. This month of Kislev, which I think it comes as the darkest time, and because of the oil, and we have the oil of the of Chanukah, the Maccabees, the Pach that was found, relates to the oil that Yaakov Avinu, when he has the dream, and he uh, he pours the oil on the rock, and he dedicates the rock. This oil was also miraculous oil that came from Shemayim, because remember that Eliphaz robbed him of everything. So we relate Yaakov to this uh, miracle of Hanukkah, Hanukkah coming in the darkest month, and we're able, through this idea of vision, is bring light into this month. We also say that Kislev is Keslev, Lamidvav, Lamidvav is 36. 36 relates to the 36 lights of Hanukkah. The 36 hours, we say, of Shabbat, if we would add six and six on each end. And then we have the Or HaGanuz is hidden within the light of Hanukkah, the light of Shabbat. The Or HaGanuz is the original light of creation. This is the miraculous light of creation that was hidden, but it was reserved to the Sadiqim. So in the darkest time of the year, we make access of not the light of the sun, but the light of the Or HaGanuz and the light of Nisim, the light of miracles. And we could also take it to expand that, that Yaakov Avinu, when he takes back Kislev, and we have in the end of Kislev, Hanukkah, which extends into Tevet, we're able to bring the light of Kislev also into the darkest time of the light of the darkest month of Tevet, and infuse that with life all this takes us to to just to try to to try to understand the potential of this month of kislev and why we should take this erev rosh chodesh very seriously to do teshuvah and to bring beracha upon ourselves and upon upon all of am israel the potential of nisim the potential of an amazing month is there but we have to do our share and what's our share our share are the three things i think that Rav Chaim Bilaji brought we have to be not wishy-washy. We have to be, we have to be straight with what we're going to do. We have to also be a met, not even the dust of uh, a falsehood involved. And we have to realize that we have the zechut avot of our parents, but we have to respect our parents in bringing, in bringing uh, an uplifting to the neshamot by doing the wonderful things we could do. Hashem, we should.